Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of The Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video game related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. I should quickly note at the start of the show that there is construction happening in the building across, I guess, because I do live in a building in Toronto and there's anyone that lives in Toronto knows that around these condos and these buildings, there's always construction happening. Um, out of it's, it's kind of ridiculous, especially right now when everyone's kind of working from home and, and just in home in general um, that, you know, you have to kind of go through this on a daily basis, especially with the construction noise being so close. Like literally it's, it is basically my alarm, like waking up in the morning. I always kind of get woken up by just loud noises like early, early morning, but it is what it is when it comes to living in the city. So I'll always stop complaining about that. We have a couple of things to discuss today. A couple of cool stories that had come out and also just some thoughts that I had about a about a recent thing that's happening, a recent article that came out that I noticed was kind of being picked up by a lot of people uh, and obviously being viewed both positively and negatively because obviously, you know, the gaming community, especially online, will kind of find ways to be be negative about something, even though there's no need to be negative about everything. But we'll kind of jump into it. There's an article from GameSpot that came out about the Steam Deck and how basically Nintendo Directs are just not the same for someone that might own a Steam Deck. So for anyone that doesn't know, Nintendo Directs are basically Nintendo's um, almost kind of announcement showcase slash video that they pop, they pop out here and there to just kind of let you know what games are coming out in the, in the near future. And a lot of times these, a lot of these games that would be, the game that would be announced there would be games that are, you know, already on other consoles in many cases and now are finally bring, being brought to the Switch so you can actually you know, play these games on the go. So basically, Steve Watts from GameSpot kind of wrote down in an article that, you know, Steam Deck, having a Steam Deck, having access to all these games on Steam and on the PC available on this on this handheld, it's kind of ruined the Nintendo Direct, Direct experience where you kind of have a game like Persona, for example, in mind that you're like, oh my God, this would be so good for the Nintendo Switch. And once it gets announced on the Nintendo Switch, you know, you obviously rejoice. But with the Steam Deck, you already have access to those. And not only that, you're also able to play them in arguably, a, you know, better graphics, better resolution, high, high graphic setting, whatever tinkering you need to do, you're able to do it. Not something that you can really do on, on Nintendo, on the Nintendo Switch. So I kind of wanted to pose a question of, you know, what Nintendo Switch needs to do to compete with, with Steam Deck at this point of time. Nintendo Switch, obviously, and just Nintendo in general, never seems to really push their consoles at least in the in the in the recent past uh, they never really seem to push it in terms of graphic fidelity or the technology it's more about hey what's something new and innovative that we can do with our consoles right i think with the nintendo switch they've hit something that will be very very hard for them to kind of move away from right we kind of saw inklings of this with the wii u and then how they went to the switch of having both a console for the TV and also something that you can play in your hand. But going in the future, they can obviously try to, you know, innovate and add new things like they normally do. 
but they can just say, all right, our next console will just be a console. They, they can't take away something like that. It'll be a Nintendo Switch 2, but it will have to do something new, but still have the, the ability to be able to kind of play on the on, on your TV and also on the go. Now, knowing that Nintendo is not really going to compete with the Steam Deck when it comes to the technology or, you know, trying to push the console to its limit, it honestly just comes down to games, right? It comes down to why anyone would want to go and pick up a Nintendo console to begin with. It's because of Super Mario Odyssey, Zelda Breath of the Wild, Splatoon 2 and 3 that's coming out, Xenoblade Chronicles. It'll be, you know, the Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors, Fire Emblem games. You know, like I'm just naming a few and there's so many, so many games, Luigi's Mansion, Animal Crossing. So th th this is kind of why people go to the N Nintendo consoles, right? At the end of the day, PC is a space where you get a lot of the, a lot of the games that you get elsewhere, right? There'll be a couple of games. There'll be a few games for sure that are PC only, but in many cases, as, as we've seen, games that are PC only and are successful, unless they're restricted, you know, because of mouse and keyboard or anything like that, will find a way to kind of make it, make their way to a console. When it comes to Nintendo games, you can't necessarily do that the other way around, right? If a game's on a Nintendo console, yeah, like obviously you technically can, like, you know, the idea is that like in terms of technology, it will obviously work on a PC or, or a PS5 or whatever, but it's a Nintendo owned property. So it's not going to leave that system. So that's kind of the thing that Nintendo has an advantage over, over the Steam Deck. The problem that we see over and over again is that the Nintendo consoles are an area where we go to play games like Mario Kart, Smash Bros, even the recent Kirby game, for example, we go and we play those and then we stop. We're like, okay, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not, you know, playing this game anymore. I'm not playing the Nintendo exclusives anymore. So I'm going to, I'm going to go elsewhere. I'm going to play my PS5 or an Xbox Series X or my PC. What Nintendo needs to try to do on top of obviously, you know, having these Nintendo exclusives is make a console or have something available that will allow people to just make that their main console, right? In many cases, and this is something that I've also mentioned before, and I'm sure a lot of people can, will see this. Uh, with their friends who maybe have a Nintendo Switch or just gamers that they might know, Nintendo Switch always takes up this spot as a secondary console. It's always a thing of, oh, I'm going to get a PS5 and a Nintendo Switch. I'm going to get an Xbox and a Nintendo Switch. Now, it's great in terms of sales, right, for Nintendo, of course. It's, it's great in, in, in that sense. And Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switches are still selling like crazy, even after all these years. Um, I don't know if it'll beat the, P the PS2's record, but it'll definitely beat PS4. And the Wii's record, right? It'll definitely go across that. So it just comes down to Nintendo being able to at least give you a space that tells you, yeah, come back, keep staying here, keep playing on this console and keep coming back to this handheld experience. So we already come to an agreement that Nintendo's not really going to push the tech forward in, in, in a meaningful way. But Nintendo need, does need to make some strides of okay, we do need to speak with developers. We do need to work with these various third-party developers and game makers and get a sense of what is something that they would need to be able to make their games run well enough where it is comparable. Obviously, it might not run at the you know 120 frames per second or anything like that, but let's get it to what Steam Deck seems to be doing really well is not running games at 60 FPS. Obviously, it does for many of them, but is hovering around that 30 to 60 FPS range. So if Nintendo is able to kind of work with the developers and say, hey, what if we low, lower some settings? What, what if we do this or do that? 
and we are able to get all these games that are locked because of our because of what our console is capable of and we're able to kind of bring it over and have a smooth enough experience right nintendo does need to kind of make that shift of we don't need to look at oh we, we don't want to compete with ps5 or or xbox Series x uh, we don't, we know, we don't really think about making changes in, in the technology. We care more about, you know, innovating and making you know, just fun gaming experiences. I think Nintendo does have to understand that in order for them to make the Nintendo Switch a proper, you know, a, a console that people look at as, yeah, this is my main console. They need for it to have third party games that don't have to come a year, two, three years later and don't have to have some next level like fiddling done to it to be able to kind of make it work on your system, right? When you're asking game makers to work through all these various challenges and just try it their best to kind of lower the resolutions and lower this and that, and then be able to push that game out on the switch. Uh, obviously I can imagine, you know, for them, it's also a thing of, okay, this is not the original vision. Like, I mean, look at Witcher three. I saw my sister playing the uh, Witcher three on, on, on the switch. And at one point we also connected to the, to the TV to check it out there. And it, like I played the game on my PS4, not even the PS4 pro. And this, it looks so muddy. It looks so bland. There were so many things that just the foliage and, and everything that the frame rate dips and everything like that, it just was not looking good. And like, it was just disappointed that I'm like, okay, I'm sure this is not how CD project red envisioned their game being consumed, uh, by gamers. Right. I think Nintendo needs to find out, find out, find a middle ground. Like let's not push towards the PS5 and Xbox Series X in terms of uh, the capability that we can have with our tech, but let's come in, let's come in between somewhere. Let's find a middle ground so that we can have all these games run smoothly, run well enough, and also just have these games readily available, right? Have these games come to our console quicker because we don't need them to have to find a new way of making this game so that it can work. On the Nintendo Switch. The other thing, of course, is the thing that Steam Deck, and I like what I mentioned, the, that Steam Deck obviously does not have, are these Nintendo Nintendo games, right? It's also about making sure that there are enough of these exclusives coming regularly enough. And Nintendo does do a good job of that. Like we we had Kirby earlier this year, which is a great game. We had Pokemon. Uh, we are gonna get Xenoblade Chronicle. We also had the Fire Emblem game, I, I think. Um, there's obviously rumors that the, um, the Mario Strikers game as well came out. There's, I think rumors that, uh, the Metroid prime remaster will be coming out and, and all these games are really great, right? Like I am really enjoying Pokemon Legends of Arceus. I'm really loving Kirby. These are all really, really fun games. But like I said, these games are again, really, really great for those couple of, you know, awesome sessions, weekend sessions where you have an awesome time and then you're done. And then you're like, all right. I want to play some Halo Infinite. I want to play some Apex. I know like some of these games like Apex are on Switch, right? But again, you when you look at how it runs on the Switch, you're like, you know what? Maybe I want to play it somewhere else. So it's they do need to take advantage of obviously these exclusives that they have and these properties that they have and kind of keep adding adding to them, keep pushing up more and more games uh, to almost kind of fill in the gap. But honestly, like obviously I know this, this might go against what a lot of other people believe in. I do feel that in some cases, Nintendo does need to take advantage of the fact that they have some of these properties and having experiences that will want or make people come back. You know, like I'm not talking about stuff like Smash Brothers and Mario Kart 8, like online or even Splatoon for that, for that matter, right? Splatoon is great, but 
but these a lot of these a lot of the other games that people kind of go back to like warzone like apex like fortnite all that stuff again i know they're available on the switch but if nintendo were to use their own properties or come up with some new cool idea which we know they can and have a have a an mmo based rpg available you know a mario based rpg somehow or an mmo based in the in the zelda universe like can you imagine like how amazing and fun that would be and that could again bolster that that need for everyone to first of all own this console and also keep going back it's just about finding time in the amount of time that we each of us have the the limited amount of time that we have and that we choose to be with the nintendo switch during that time and not we choose to be with the nintendo switch for a part of that time and then we go back to what we consider our regular consoles uh obviously i know i was all over the place but the key thing is that you know they do need to kind of find a middle ground of being able to allow developers to be able to make their games for this console that runs well enough without having to go through years and months of, of hard work to be able to get it there and also to just continue hitting those first party games out of the park just more and more more and more releases you know try new things with it try new games try new ideas but just constantly keep hitting those so that we keep coming back and we keep wanting to get a nintendo switch i mean i know that a nintendo switch pro or whatever type of next console they will do is basically around the corner right where five years into the console life cycle usually their nintendo is like around five to six years I, I believe they release a new one around that time so we're kind of already reaching that tail end of their of the generation i know that this is a very different generation just because of it being a handheld and a tv console and also because of how successful it is so i can definitely see them obviously still having the switch having the switch oled and then having the new switch pro or probably removing the switch at that point and just having the switch light the switch oled and the switch pro and that itself will kind of allow at least a switch pro to be that console for people that want that steam deck kind of library available in a sense because it will allow all these other games to be available on this console can you imagine a game like final fantasy 7 remake coming on on the nintendo switch as well right and, and i think that would be such a cool game i don't know what licensing deal playstation has but i know that's on pc but again right like it's just so cool having access to all those things on the steam library on your steam deck and being able to play all those games like handheld so i think i think i'm sure nintendo can figure something out and you know right now again like i'm saying all this when nintendo doing so well that they're probably like okay yeah, yeah you're saying all this but it doesn't really matter we're still saying like crazy um i'm just kind of looking at it in the future what they should do or what they need to do especially with steam deck kind of picking up steam and obviously just getting getting bigger and bigger i just realized uh, there was no pun intended but you know what technically yeah whatever pun intended <laughs> so from that we can move on to another thing that has kind of come and gone sort of there was just a lot of confusion around this and i do want to kind of clarify from both sides uh you know from the fan side and also from the development side and, and all that so i think the first thing comes out from development side and and obviously just the publisher side of things uh, we're going to talk about god war ragnarok there's been rumors about a uh, release date being announced today from the development side, obviously the, the developers like Cory Barlog, uh, Sony Santa Monica, Sony themselves and PlayStation, they obviously have a vision in mind in terms of how to give give an announcement or release information about this game. Uh, especially they want to, I think with everything that's happened, they want to be sure that this game is ready, looking good, all that stuff, everything is, all the, all the uh, boxes are being ticked before they make this announcement. 
there was this rumor going around that, and again, these are from like, you know, proper sources, not like some random person starting these rumors. It's from, these are from proper sources that there would be a release date announcement today. This was then obviously refuted by Cody Barlog and Sony Santa Monica, basically saying that like, nope, there's no release date announcement, anything like that coming today. And, you know, the, obviously the fans and just the gaming fandom in, in general just kind of went a little crazy. You know, on the development side, like it's very important to understand that the developers are working really hard. You know, they didn't say anything. You know, they didn't say, come out and say, hey, we're going to make an announcement. They didn't say anything. This was just rumors started somewhere else. Uh, so fans do need to just kind of calm down a little bit, relax for a second and just kind of leave it alone, right? Leave it alone and just wait for the news to come. It will come and it's obviously frustrating for a lot of people because people just love this game. I love this game. I'm really excited for this game. But, you know, to kind of message and, and frustrate and just kind of harass these developers and everything like that, that's just not, that's not okay. That's not okay because again, at the end of the day, this is an entertainment forum. We're here because we enjoy this entertainment forum. This does not need to turn into this, right? Not having the release date for a God of War game will not do anything to your life. Like you'll be fine. And you need, people need to understand that and not, you know, react in those ways. At the same time, Cory Barlog has come out and said that, you know, the game is still coming out this year. No announcement today or anything like that, but the game is still coming out. And he also kind of mentioned, you know, just kind of telling people to, to have some patience, which is why I wanted to start off from the development side of things of, okay, you know, we, we can't be frustrating these people and like annoying these people like this, like they, they're, they're working really hard. And again, they didn't do anything. They didn't say anything right on the other end. I want to go from on, on the fan side of things. It's not like the fans or anyone, anyone who's like really excited for this game started this rumor. These came from reputable sources and people can go online and look at, look them up. You know, these came from reputable sources and these sources were the one that said information should be coming out today. Information should be coming out today, stuff like that. Right. And obviously it's kind of like ifs and buts and all that stuff. But that's kind of what started the fire. And obviously when, when that happens and it's reputable sources who work in the gaming industry who are, you know, journalists, and if they're like coming out and saying this, it's understandable that the fans will be excited. The fans will be like, oh my God, finally, finally I get to know when this game is going to come out so I can give them my money and, and get excited for this game. So on that side, you know, on the fan side, it's, it's confusing, right? Because it's like, wait, we trusted this reputable source. That's not just some random person, a random user. It's an actual person that works in the industry who has sources and have, have proven to have sources in the past. So, you know, for the fans as well, it's like, okay, yeah, we got excited because of this, because of this, right? Because otherwise we wouldn't have gotten excited. We would have been quiet. We wouldn't have said anything. So that's kind of where I want to kind of bring that side up as well. There's obviously some confusion in terms of release date. There's all, all the stuff about it coming out in October or November, all that stuff. I think the key thing. The main thing is that the game is still coming out this year, which is awesome. I think everyone was worried that all this means is that it's going to get delayed. I think maybe this noise, all the stuff, maybe toast, maybe someone at PlayStation was like, you know what, let's take a step back. Um, let's reassess how we want to announce this. Um, we don't like how the, 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 the wording or how this is going to setting up. We, we, maybe we should do a proper announcement at the same time. A lot of these sources said that there's no going to, there's no gameplay trailer or nothing like that. It'll just be a blocked block, block uh, post, right? So maybe because of that Sony and PlayStation were like, okay, no, we we're seeing what people are saying about it being a blog post and you know how that's just like a regular thing, which they've done in the past. They're like, you know what? No, why, why don't we go back, give Sony Santa Monica some time, 
are you able to come up with a cool gameplay trailer? Let's do the gameplay trailer and we'll announce and release it with that, you know? So maybe they went back and said, you know what? No, we, we'll, we'll make it big. We'll make it something huge instead. A lot of stuff could have happened. Key thing is game is still coming out this year. So no one needs to fret about that. This is coming from actual producers and people that are working on the game. I'm going to say that it can change. It can hundred percent change. But at this point of time, now that we're halfway through the year and that they're still saying, yep, it's coming out this year, especially from Corey Barlog, who is a person who's very, very honest and like someone that I absolutely love, you know, and if, even if you like just go on, on his Twitter and everything like that, he's very honest. He always engages with his fans. So if he himself is saying that, no, like it is going to come out this year, that's saying a lot. It's not like, you know, some artist or lead animator or anything like that. It's literally Corey Barlog, the person that basically kind of started this new revolution of, of God of War recently. So that's not just what I wanted to kind of give my piece on when it comes to God of War. With that, obviously, we can kind of talk about something else that I'm super excited about. Um, I'm surprised that not many people are talking about this right now. But From Software has con confirmed that their next game is in final stages of development. This is the, the, the team that just released From Software, arguably game of the year of the year so far, and most likely will probably win a bunch of awards, arguably one of the best games of all time, are saying that, oh yeah, we, we just released this huge game. Yeah, we're already on, we're basically done with our next game too. It's probably, you know, at this rate, it'll probably come out next year, basically. They didn't say the last part. I'm making that assumption. But with them saying that it's in the final stages of development, says a lot. That is ridiculous. Obviously, it's a huge team, so they might have like multiple people working on multiple games and then, you know, kind of switching back and forth and all that. But this is just amazing news. I obviously want to, you know, kind of go through in my brain as to what they might be releasing. I would want a Sekiro 2 because I love Sekiro. I would want a Bloodborne 2, but all things kind of point to Bloodborne 2 being made internally at PlayStation or maybe Bluepoint at this point of time. Um, I honestly do not want any, a new Dark Souls, uh, a new Elden Ring. I don't want, I mean, Elden Ring obviously just came out, so it's not going to be a new Elden Ring, but I don't want anything in that high fantasy world for a little bit. I want to go back to either Sekiro or I want them to kind of try something new. And I think some of the rumors were going towards Armored Core, which is like, you know, going to be like the sci-fi mech RPG, obviously an action RPG, which could be really, really cool. I'm really, really excited for that. Basically, the main thing I would want is either Sekiro 2, which because everyone knows I love that game, or something like what's being, being rumored at the moment, an Armored Core game, or not even Armored Core. If it's just some sci-fi RPG game, oh my God, that will be awesome. And I'll be so down for that. Again, this is, is this crazy? And I, I, you know, you can't compare development studios and everything like that, but it's just crazy that From Software is just releasing like amazing games one after the other. And whereas on the Bethesda side, you know, we are getting Starfield next year and you already know my thoughts on that. And then it's like, oh yeah, then we have Elder Scrolls 6 and Fallout 5 plan after that. And given the time it takes on their end, you know, be it due to management styles or whatever, you know, each of these games or many of these games come out like five, six, seven years later. So it's just crazy when you look at From Software after releasing a huge game like Elden Ring are like, yeah, we already have a new game already right in the world. Kind of reminds me of Insomniac games, to be honest, like, how they released Spider-Man Miles Morales and then <laughs> released Ratchet and Clank so quickly after. But I am really excited for From Software and what they do next. I'm just, I'm going to be day one by again. I need to finish Elden Ring still. I'm, I'm kind of too stuck into to Cyberpunk right now, which I'll talk about next actually, because I'll talk about some of the games that I've been playing. Still playing Cyberpunk 2077, um, have made a ways into the game. 
I think I'm probably like 10 to 11 hours in. I have been doing some side stuff now, but mainly, but mainly focusing on the main story just because the main story is quite compelling and quite interesting. Um, and my understanding is the main story is not super long. It's still like, you know, 20 hours or so long, but with the way that like I'm going currently is very, it's very possible that I might get there a lot sooner than I expected. So I'm going to either keep pushing that way and get to the end, or I might slow things down, which is something that I tend to do, especially with games that I like. So Saturn 2077 is just simply amazing. I'm really like, I'm just taken aback by how fun the game is, how lively the game is. And the fact that, you know, it's not, I, I do understand, you know, what happened with the game initially, but at this point of time in 2022, after the new update that had come out, I do think this game deserves a lot more love and respect. And anyone that has been waiting to play this game or anyone that has been keeping away from this game for whatever reason, um, this is your call to just kind of jump in that game and see what an amazing world this is. And you won't be disappointed. It, it, you know, it, just imagine a cyberpunk Skyrim, you know, I, I, everyone loves Skyrim because of how open it was, what you could do, all the stories and everything like that. That is basically this world in cyberpunk world ish, you know, zone or whatever. And obviously has some cool uh, gameplay. The gameplay is hit or miss for me. Initially it was fine for me, but more and more, I, I obviously try to sneak past everyone. That's just kind of the, my, my play style with this game. Uh, but when I do engage with, with enemies, the, the first person shooting stuff is okay-ish. It's not like amazing, but it's just kind of fine. But again, the good thing is you don't need to rely on that, right? And again, I, I do kind of just go back to the story. I, I just keep wanting to explore and just talk to people and listen to people. And it's just simply amazing. The next game is, it's just crazy how this has taken me by surprise. And, you know, I, I know that we kind of discussed this with Trevor last time, but more recently I have been playing it properly for a while now. And I've been kind of competing with Trevor on, on times and everything too, uh, is the game neon white. Uh, and I, Trevor kind of gave a good description of this game last time, but for anyone that doesn't know, you know, neon white is basically a card-based first-person shooting game. Um, and it's basically about you getting from one end to the, to the, to the last, one end to the next. Yeah. One end to the other end. I think that's how it is. One end to the other end, whilst obviously removing any demons along the way using these, you know, card-based shooting mechanics of, of sorts. Right. The story is basically that you are a sinner that is in heaven for a limited time. And if you're the way you can stay in heaven is by competing in this challenge. And if you win this challenge, you're able to stay in heaven. So that's kind of the whole idea. Um, in terms of story and stuff, it, it's been up and down. It is interesting, um, but I'm not fully, I'm not paying attention too much to it. Uh, sometimes the, it's, it's a little cringy, like the dialogue and the stuff they're doing, at least for me. But the gameplay is where, you know, the, the main focus. And it's basically a really cool card-based system. Uh, watching gameplay videos does not do it justice. This is a game that you actually need to play. I wish there was a demo. Maybe there is a demo. But this is a game that you need to play to understand how it actually works. So this first person shooter, you already have like a sword with you when you go, when you start the game, uh, when you start a mission, uh, let's say, uh, and you pick up cards, right? And if you pick up a card with a machine gun, you're able to use that machine gun until that card is fully depleted. So basically that's kind of the key thing. That's what the card based system is. You can pick up different types of card. Like there's a pistol, there's a machine gun, there's like other weapons, stuff like that. And you can switch between those depending on what you need to do. The other key thing is when you pick up these cards, you can always see with, let's say the machine gun, you're able to shoot with the machine gun using the, the left mouse button 
But if you click the right mouse button, you're able to discard that card and essentially throw out a bomb. Similarly, with a, a card that has the pistol on it, you're able to obviously press the left mouse button to use a pistol. But if you press the right mouse button, you do a super massive jump of sorts. So you can kind of use these abilities to combine and kind of get to the end as quickly as possible whilst killing all the demons along these stages. And each stage is very, very quick. Uh, the main thing is you just want to keep going back. Like I said, like in my case, I'm just competing with Trevor. So I'll go back, try to beat his time, find some collectibles along the way, and just kind of go to the next mission. So far, it is simply amazing. The gameplay is just crazy good. And I think this game is slowly turning into my top five games of the year. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to keep playing it for sure. I'll probably finish it pretty quickly as well because it's not a super long game. But I do definitely recommend it. The other game I started playing recently is Norco, uh, which is a game that has just been coming up everywhere, uh, getting amazing reviews, especially on stuff like Open Critic and Metacritic and everything like that. So I said, you know what, let me check it out. It's available on Game Pass. It's a PC game. It's a point and click adventure game in that pixel art style. And I've only played for the first 10, 20, maybe 30 minutes or so. And basically it's the, the idea, at least from what I've gathered so far, is that I was a person that ran away from home. Uh, my mom passes away, I'm back home, and I'm just kind of exploring that world, that area for now, right? I'm just kind of like looking around, speaking to people, stuff like that. It's very much a game like kind of Disco Elysium-ish where it requires you to read a lot. Um, because it's a pixel-based point-and-click adventure game, um, it is heavily dependent on you putting things together in your mind because there aren't those visual cues that you would see in Disco Elysium, for example. It's very much you reading something and you kind of imagining that in your mind. So if you're not someone that enjoys reading, like myself, to be honest, um, this might be a stretch for you. I would still say if you have Game Pass on PC, just check it out. It's always worthwhile to just check out these games, especially since they're available technically for free. Uh, like I, going back to me, you know, obviously not being someone that likes to read a lot. I'm still finding things here and there, which I'm like, make, which makes me kind of go, okay, you know what? Let me see what happens next. Let me see what happens here. And I'm kind of investigating the area. I want to learn more about the characters uh, and, and just the location and that world. So it has kind of grabbed me in that way. Um, it will be a perfect game on like the Steam Deck or something like that as well. But I'll obviously come back with a proper review soon. I'm just kind of letting you know that, yeah, I'm, I'm trying this game out. And even for someone like myself who doesn't like these kinds of games too much, it is still finding something in me. It's still kind of getting me in there to try it out and to just kind of go through that experience at least. So hopefully I'll have more things and, it, you know, hopefully better things to say about it as well in the near future. Uh, but those are kind of the, the main three games I have been playing. So thanks so much, everyone, for joining. Really means a lot. Um, and I will see you next time. I'll try to plan out a episode with Trevor and the rest of the crew so we can do our favorite games of the year so far, uh, which should be exciting. And, and I think the lists are just changing all the time. So I'm going to make sure to try to play as many games as I can uh, in that time frame. So I'm kind of ready for that conversation. So thanks so much, everyone. I'll see you next time. Bye.